Christian mom friends. This is Robin Whitworth, and you're listening to the Elevated Mother podcast, the show that's fun and spiritually expansive, all wrapped in one to elevate your consciousness of this earthly life, to find the skills and mindsets that will bring forth the abundant life financially, spiritually, and physically that you know you can have. This is for you, Christian moms who are doing the work to shift how you think, to shift the experience you're having in this life. Pink technology might be on my side today, so we're excited about this. And I'm super excited to bring you this class on the four shifts because a lot of you have read the post, a lot of you read the email kind of explaining where I was. And I'd like to encourage you to be in a space of vulnerability today and drop in the comments if you felt anything similar to that post about being in that place where, oh, you're constantly like feeling like you can't talk to your spouse about money. You're in that space where your house is a reflection of your mind. Being in this space where you're just on this teeter-totter of I am either awesome or I'm failing. Like day in and day out and day in and day out, this self-doubt. And I'll tell you, you know, you're going to experience that at kind of every different level you get to. But when you're kind of haven't experienced these shifts and like moving towards a big goal, kind of becoming where you're wanting to go... And you feel stuck for years and years and years and years. It's really frustrating and exhausting. And if you have been in that space and you're just like, you know, sometimes I have come out of it, but then I always come back. It's like this evil slingshot effect, if you will. And so if you have felt this, if you have been in that space of constantly wondering and you find yourself apologizing to people a lot, please drop in the comments so I know I'm not alone and that this training is going to be helpful for those that are watching. So drop a little yes in the comments. If you're watching the replay, please still comment and tell us so that we can see that we're all on the same page here. So I want to tell you that some of the context of how I understood this was happening to me. So if I was, you know, living life, I would clean my home and we would just go through these big Saturdays and like cleaning everything. And we would go through these big cleanouts and do these big things like fine, I'm done with this. Let's just get this done. And we plan a whole Saturday to get this big project done and we would be exhausted. And I mean, we as me and my husband, young children, like it would be this big effort, like such a big effort that mentally, I didn't want to do it again. Like why did everything have to be kind of this all or nothing, like huge thing? And my in-laws would come over and it would be so frustrating. And so if you've got your notebook out, I'm going to go ahead and start with this first principle because this story with my mother-in-law is a great great contextual story to help you understand this first shift that you must have happen to move out of this place of constant back and forth. And so the first uh, little thing you want to put in your notes is you need to have a foundational understanding. This was seriously the biggest thing, a foundational understanding of how the brain can change how it does work, why those things are fatiguing and all of that stuff. And I had read some books. I got a coach. I got a mindset coach, like somebody that started to teach me. I started to understand that I wasn't broken. I actually was going through super normal human behavior. That alone, that compassion alone started the big shift for me. That's why this is number one, realizing that I wasn't somehow a broken 
weak, messed up human being was a huge boost for me to go, okay, this stuff that I'm doing, children, massive schedules, like trials, right? People being sick, me like having a medical trial or our house flooding, like these types of things produce these types of chemicals in the brain. This kind of weight gain is actually super common when you're very stressed. Like all of these things, understanding how my brain and body worked was kind of a bomb, if you will, to help me to feel really normal through this. So that helped me a lot. And if you're feeling this, just be like, yes, like, yes, to know that I'm normal through my trials and how I'm feeling felt very validating, which is so, so important. So that first step is understanding how the mind and body works those processes were so wonderful. And I started to, one of the books that I read at the very beginning that helped me with this was called The Slight Edge by Jeff Olson. And if you have not read that or invested in it, I would. I would totally read that book. And it's funny because when I read that book, a friend suggested it to me. My first coach um, actually suggested it to me. And she said, just read this book. It's not going to make sense at first. And I was like, what? I started reading it and she was right. It didn't make a lot of sense to me. I'm like, what is this slight edge he's talking about? What is this? What is this? And at the end of the book, I finally started getting the picture of what he was illustrating through this book that we cannot be results driven. And that was huge. Like we can't be results driven in our life. We have to be process driven. Like we all know we want to have loving, happy homes. That's the result, right? But the process to get there has to be what we're dedicated to. If we're consistently looking at this and comparing what's happening to this, there's just this, he explains it in that book, how our brain sees this gap between the result and what we're doing. And we constantly feel self-doubt and defeat if we consistently only focus on what we are not seeing compared to the result. And that was a big shift, right? Inside this first bullet point of understanding how our brains work, I was like, oh, there's this gap. I have to fill it with the process. That's where I need to put my focus. It was huge. And the second part of learning about my brain process was learning about projection versus reality and how that affects people around me. And there's a coaching in here that I talk about projected energy based on your perceived reality. Cause we've been told science is now, you know, caught up with the times a little bit where we keep hearing your reality is your own. The way that you see your life is completely different than your husband, your kids, your mom, your sister your in-laws. It's very your own. So thoughts you're thinking, you have to realize are the creation of yourself. Now, let me give you a story to illustrate this. So my mother-in-law is super loving. She loves details. She loves to love on people in all areas. She loves to give things that she feels like would like help you, right? And I'll tell you that for the first 10 years of our marriage, I struggled with the way my mother-in-law showed love. It was hard for me to wrap my brain around. Like I would have a baby and she would buy all of these things that in my reality, I did not need them. It was a waste of time. It was a waste of money. In my reality was annoying. I'm like, if you're going to spend $150, why are we not spending it like on our house that we just, you know, had the basement flood and we could really use some money over here. I have plenty of baby clothes. Why are you spending $150 on this stuff? And that was my perception. But because that was my perception, my energy that I projected when she would bring a gift 
And if you're relating to this in any way, please put it in the comments. Like something someone's doing that you're like, oh, why do they do that? It'd be so much better. Like, let me know. I'm not alone here. Okay. But I would see it as this really annoying thing. And it took this lesson in projected energy to know that I was projecting this negativity, this ingratitude this criticism of this amazing woman that was working for years and years and years to get out of financial scarcity and to be able to provide an abundance of things when her daughter-in-law had a baby in her reality was the most amazing thing she could ever do for someone. But I hadn't thought of it that way, right? Like this was once I realized that I had been projecting all of this stuff that made sense, why she kind of would come and go quickly out of my home and and why she would not even tell me or ask me my opinion on things. Who would want to talk to somebody that was always critical and putting out this negative energy? Like once I shifted that and was like, my mother-in-law is loving me. Like, this is how she shows love. Like, because of her experiences, I wonder how it will change. I read, I turned that annoying to curiosity and was like, how will it be if I start just accepting her gifts and telling her how grateful I am for the love she shows? And I will tell you, it felt kind of strange at first, but changing that changed the projected energy. Huge. Totally changed the energy that I was projecting when she would come visit, when she would drop a gift, when she would come by unannounced and, and say and do things, I thought, this is her showing love. This is her. Why would she drive all the way to my house? They live 45 minutes away. Why would she drive all the way here if she was trying to annoy me? Like, I realized how immature <laughs> that was. But this is the next point under this understanding how the mind work that was so huge for me is realizing I had a childhood system of beliefs that I was using to make adult choices. Of course, things I was doing were immature. Of course, like it started to all make sense. Of course, that's so immature. Like that is when they talk about emotional immaturity. It's when you're living your adult life based on childhood belief systems. And it started to come full circle. And I was like, this is where the real work begins. This is the first huge shift is starting to dive into how the mind works. This is the foundation to making the shift from scarcity to abundance, from, you know, always feeling spread thin to being like, I manage my time just fine, right? From discord to peace, like these things were so incredible for me to learn. And there's a whole few weeks, (laughs) sections of this that we support you, that I support you through in the Elevated Mother program. The second shift that you need to make. So once you kind of understand what's going on in your own brain, then we need to get really clear. We need to get so clear on what you really want in life, right? These results. They can't be someone else's result. It can't be just a nice thing you saw one time. It needs to be completely individual to you. So, you know, Joan and Jamie, they're the ones I've seen that are alive. And if you're watching the replay, drop drop a comment. So I know you've seen this too. What do you specifically want? What really matters when it comes to the end of the day? And I'm talking maybe even the end of your life. Like what really is going to matter to you? If you were told you have three months to live or something, or maybe two weeks, like let's just bring it right in. And it's amazing. Your brain will find the solutions that you ask it to find. But when it comes to the end, what really matters to you? And if you haven't sat with that and pondered on that, that is something you get to put on your priority list for this weekend. What really 
matters to me? Is there relationships that I need to heal? Like, what will I regret at the end? If it really was the end in like two or three weeks, what would you regret so highly that you had spent all this time being stressed about? But what would you really want at the end? Would you want in-laws that were loving and knew what you wanted and they were going to take care of your kids for you? Would you want to know that you had talked to your kids so lovingly with no shame? Like, is it going to be you wish you had worked more hours? And I'm not saying you have to go out and quit your job because obviously this isn't your reality right now. You haven't been told you have two weeks to live, right? You're in this group. You're ready to learn. You realize you have some time. Thank you for that, right? But we can still start with the end in mind and say, okay, what really is important to me? And thank you, Joan, for putting, yes, let's do more fun stuff. That's going to, we're going to get back to that in step four. But what really matters to you? And getting clear on that and where you need to go helps you prioritize. It helps you to realize what you need to systemize, what you need to do. So getting clear is number two. And I'll tell you that when I got really clear, I was blessed with the life and death experience in 2017. Okay. I was blessed with this opportunity to face death and say, I may not be here. I had a diseased placenta during a pregnancy and I had to go through a very dangerous surgery that has fatality rates to save me and my baby. And I was in a support group and we saw people all of a sudden not show up. I saw people pass away from this disease. And so I knew and my doctors had told me like it is a very real and that was hard, right? Like that was a huge challenge. But it gave me this clarity, like so clear. And it was a huge shift for me to be like, wow, my priorities are not where they need to be. And I will tell you that during that time was the first time in my church, we have a lot of emphasis put on compassionate service and they would they would pass around sign up sheets often like, you know, this person passed away and we need people to help with food for a funeral for the family. You know, this person had a baby. Can you take dinner in for a couple of days? This person broke their foot. We'd like you to go check on them and and maybe bring a treat over. Like there's always these sign-up sheets going around. And I'll tell you, I used to always sign up out of duty. Like, yes, I'm a Christ follower. I sign up on all these things. And it was so stressful, very stressful. And during this time of this disease, I learned to pass the sheet along and not put my name on it. And that was what I needed. Okay. That was what I needed. I'm like, I have to heal some relationships. I have some work to do internally. I have all of this. I have a process. It actually doesn't include signing up to help these people right now. And I had this awareness come to me, this clarity that it was okay to allow someone else to fill those shoes for a season. And I could serve my family and myself. It was just this huge awareness. Once I got really clear on what was important, I didn't sign up for stuff. I didn't sign up for the motherhood party for the fourth grade. It was just a big shift for me to realize all the things I was doing and signing up for were not part of what was really important for me. And that was really, 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 it it was a challenge for me. And so that's number two is to work towards getting clear. And again, inside the Elevated Mother Program, we have a lot of support around this. send you a very specific planner and the ladies that are enrolled for this uh, wave should be seeing those on their porch soon. This helps us to get clear. It helps to get our brain out on paper and get really clear on what's going on and what we need to do. And so the third one coming down from that, the third one is setting goals and creating thought patterns that actually are tailored 
to what you want to see happen. Let's take it from goals that just sound good, like, ooh, lose 50 pounds versus a goal that's making sense for what you haven't been doing well. So let me put that in context. So I used to always have this goal of losing 15 pounds or whatever, right? Because I back in 2011 is when I dropped 30 pounds and then I had a child. And then after that, I was able to drop a full 50. That was a big, a big shift in my life. And since then, I've kind of bounced between five and 10 pounds, just stress, new life events, another baby, like different stuff that's happening. But I have learned, this is the third chip, right? Set goals that have to do with what you're not doing well. So it wasn't, I need to lose this weight. It shifted to, I really appreciate this body. Can I nourish it? Can I do the things that I know is going to prolong my ability to care for these people? my children to build this business, to have energy, to help other moms. Like that goal totally shifted the game in my weight loss. It totally shifted the type of opportunities, books, things I was seeing online from lose weight because I'm fat or because I suck at eating healthy, like right negative goals versus want to take care. I want to be a good steward of this body that I have. And it's interesting what started to come to me, books that were suggested, a Facebook group suggests, like something on Instagram that came through that I had, I'm positive it existed before, like it was there, but I did not see it. Because my brain was this, our reality, right? Like I was seeing all the reasons I should lose weight and why I was a loser versus you can take care. And I learned about emotional weight. I learned about just all these different things started coming to me. And all of a sudden I released three pounds and then I released two pounds. And and I was like, what? What? (laughs) Like, that's crazy. Because, right, it was developing this new belief system because I had changed the goal from something everyone says to what Robin wasn't doing very well, which was a gratitude practice for myself. Huge, huge, huge shifts. And when we see women start to shift that inside the program and and after these lives, there are people that watch these lives that had enough failures and challenges that their mindset is in that place where they, you guys, some of you will be able to take this information and fly with it. Some of you might need a little more support. So the fourth step was, okay, now I understand, right? Like I understand what's happening here. I've got my, you know, I'm clear on what I want to do. I've actually created really personal goals here. Let me look at my life systems. Let me look at what a typical day is. What's a typical week? Like what's been going on for the past how many years that doesn't sustain this? What's not sustaining these very clear objectives that I now have? And I had to look at my life and go, you know what? Picking up my kids every day from school was really, really, really hard. Like It was messing with the nap schedule, my youngest, which was messing with kind of my rest schedule. And I was like, I'm going to approach my kids and see if they would consider riding the bus home and having me take them in the morning, allowing them almost an extra hour of sleep. And I approached the kids and said, hey, I would kind of really like if you guys would ride the bus home in the afternoon. Is that anything you guys would consider? And they're like 11 or 12 and eight and like, but approaching my kids with that kind of like, you know, this is what I have going on. Is this something you guys could do? And they were like, yeah, we could try that mom. And I was like, okay. And it turns out they loved having a much slower morning. They loved it. And all of a sudden I don't have to get up and go in the middle of this 
time where I could be resting. And like, it was just amazing how I didn't even think of that before. I didn't realize that that was a stressful thing for me until I got looking at what I wanted to achieve and started to pick out what wasn't aligning. And then it was the same with my meal planning schedule. I've always been a meal planner, but I started looking at what I was planning and I was like, you know what? I don't want to cook a couple of days a week. Like I don't want it. And all of a sudden the inspiration came that was like, you know, don't cook on Fridays then. Set aside the budget for, you know, Domino's. It's going to be Domino's once a week, whatever. It's going to be fine for this season, right? For this season of moving through and giving myself the space I needed All of a sudden, Friday nights became pizza movie night. And it has been one of the most fun things that we do. The kids just know and they get on the app and we can pick, you know, these special Parmesan bites or whatever, or maybe they want to try this on their pizza this time. Like it's become this thing. And then they pick a movie and we put a blanket down and we watch it. And now that the kids are older, my husband and I often take off. They have pizza movie night. And we go out to dinner, sometimes a movie, we go shop for things for the house or, you know, go walk at the green belt and talk about things we need to talk about. Like it has been so amazing that that started with the clarity and the goal and realizing I need to start creating systems that sustain this version that I am trying to build of myself. So that shift, yes, Jamie, really good point. Realizing things are just for a season of this isn't fatal. Like this isn't the end. This is a season and it can stop and it can go and you can try something and if it doesn't work, it's okay. And the more you do that, you do find what works. So I had to learn to create systems in my life because I realized again through a book and through a mentorship program that I did that if you have a lot of stress in your life in one area, like laundry, talking to your husband, you know, communication, relationships with people outside your family, like whatever, there's a system that needs to be created because your brain like isn't allowing, it can't like let go of it. It feels like it's running all the time, 24 seven. And the emotion that's attached to that and all this stuff, it kind of muddles it. It makes it a hard thing. And so I realized I had to create a system for this thing. Like I got to create systems in my life that sustain these goals. And I can't be like, what's my mom going to think about this? What's my neighbor going to think about this? What's my religious leader going to say when I all of a sudden tell them I'm not coming to that meeting on Thursday nights anymore? Like, believe me, you go through those things realizing how many times you've let other people dictate in your reality when that's not their intention. They're not like, ooh, I'm going to go take Robin's time. Like Nobody thinks that. They simply asked if you would do it and you said yes. Like you chose right? To have all these obligations and commit everything that's in your life right now was a choice of yours, whether consciously or subconsciously. But what's awesome about that is that we now can shift that. We know we can shift it. We can shift anything. And when I realized these four things and I started working on them and it took time, guys, it takes some time. Like this isn't an overnight deal to shift thought patterns and to rebuild belief by seeing evidence of things happening, it takes some time. And so if you are, you know, feeling a lot of discord and feeling this up and down, and I'll tell you, once I got things sustained and once my goals started coming to fruition, it built that belief up where the teeter-totter of, am I awesome or am I lame? Started leathering out. And it almost, it's not like I'm awesome all the time. Like it's just kind of faded. It's not important anymore. I don't, I don't think those thoughts anymore. I'm not weighing myself against myself or anything. And when I find myself doing that, because it's a common human pattern, right? When I find myself doing that, comparing, feeling defeated, I now have the mindset and the tools to sit back and say, hmm, why is that coming up for me? Where's that coming from? And the elevated mother technique that I teach 
helps us shift and take the emotion out of when we, I almost feel like it's a, a third person experience, if you will, like an out of body. Like I will sit with something and I kind of imagine myself coming out of myself and, and analyzing myself and saying, what's happening here? And I get out a piece of paper and this is going to be, this is a technique I teach to all my clients. You put a T on the paper and you write on one side, what's happening. And you write on the other side, like, why, what, what, what is this? Where could this be coming from? And it, getting that out of your brain, because the brain is attached to all emotions. But when we can look at it on paper, the emotion kind of sits here in the background and we can actually look at the facts. We actually make better decisions and we can actually look at what's happening. And when you have an abstract mentor, right? I have a coach that looks at what I'm doing and she's like, hmm, can we shift this? How do you feel about this? Can I offer this? type of, you know, different way to reframe what's happening. That's awesome to get an abstract person looking at your, you know, choices and life and patterns that isn't invested. It's not my best friend. It's not my husband. Like they look at it because, you know, when I used to ask my husband, like, what's my problem with stuff? He is very compassionate. Like, I don't want my wife to suffer. So he's going to try to solve the problem, right? (laughs) Well, then stop doing that thing. Like, you know, well, I can't stop doing that. I just have to learn to do it better. And, you know, and so it's get someone abstract on. I go and, okay, this is your goal. So tell me what's happening here. How's this? You know, it's just, I've learned the value of having a business coach and a mindset coach and how we have a, you know, a financial advisor that he looks over our finances and, and says all the stuff without the emotions we have tied to our money. It's so awesome. And I've learned how beautiful it is to have other people's eyes and stuff on my different plates that I'm spinning in life. We don't have to spin them all ourselves. Once you make these shifts, I tell you the resources that people like, they come, they just come into your life and they help you to do this. And it becomes a beautiful, supportive experience to where you can feel like you can do it all in a way, but you're not the one doing all of it. It's like a collaborative effort, but you got to get clear. And then all of a sudden you're open to receptivity and it's like, why did I think of that before? Because you just didn't, you didn't even see it. But once we get clear on these things and start to get going on maturing those childhood beliefs, like it just starts flowing and it's so awesome. And if you're listening to this and you're just like, oh, I need this kind of clarity. Like this is awesome. Then drop the word clarity in the comments. And I will reach out and we can have a call. We can have an hour long call. Anyone that's had an hour long call with me, it's a free call. You know, you come away with good stuff. So if you're like, I need this call, like drop clarity in the comments and we can have a call and we can go over, you know, whichever one of these steps that you're just like, I I can't even grasp this. I would like more insight. Like, let's talk about it. Hey, it would be amazing for you to get clear and to have a clear step. I guarantee I will make sure you're left with something, either a book recommendation We can work on affirmations for you. If I know there's a coach that's specific to your big frustration, I will refer you to them. And I will tell you, I have a vast network and I believe we could find something to help you over whatever it is that you keep coming up against. So I am so excited you're on this call. I'm super excited for those that were on live and we will see you in the group. Stay in this group, keep doing trainings and and, uh, you'll get support and documents and recipes and fun stuff to start sustaining this awesome, abundant life that you're working towards. All right. Have a good rest of your Friday. Thank you for gifting this time to yourself, my friend. If you feel blessed by listening and you'd like to lift another mom, please share it, post about it on social media, and please leave a rating and a review so that the podcast listeners will get the recommendation to catch all the latest from me and my team 
Search us up and join us in our Facebook community, The Elevated Mother Collective. Chat soon. Bye now.